Hey, making the team fans. It's episode three, the finals. It's going down. Here we go with our finals episode. It's one of my favorite episodes of the season, if not my favorite episode of the season. Typically, I love the finals episodes, the combination of the top rookies with the veterans. So we get started with panel interviews. So interestingly enough, there's no Kitty Carter this this year. And this is the 14th season, and I'm pretty sure... In the 13 previous seasons, they've always started the final episode with rookies going to Kitty Carter's for help with their solos. So, and the funny thing is, I didn't even miss Kitty Carter in this episode. It did not occur to me until after the episode was over. And I was on the forums on Primetimer that I saw several people mention that there was no Kitty Carter. And I was like, you know what? They're right. It wasn't. And I didn't miss it. It was totally fine. I'm sure we'll see her later in the season. As far as I know, they haven't had any type of breakup, (laughs) but yeah, we start with panel interviews. And so again, Kelly is saying that this is her biggest returning veteran class ever. So I just, it just did not sound right to me. I felt like we've had a bigger class before. And so I actually went back and sure enough, in season eight, they had 32 returning vets. In the following season, in season nine, they had 30 returning vets. So this is not the largest season that they've ever had. And I can't remember from those seasons exactly how many veterans were cut. You almost always have at least one veteran get cut. And I imagine with those seasons, there probably were multiple cuts, but I don't remember. And I do not have those seasons to go back and look, unfortunately, either. I try to, but I own seasons three, four, five, 10, 12, 13, and 14. So it's okay. But anyway, I just wanted to make that quick point. So we start with Christina and she is a returning veteran. She says that it's her third time as a cheerleader, as a better vet going into finals, doing the panel interviews, but it's actually her seventh time in finals. That's crazy. I knew she had auditioned several times, but that she failed four times before is, oh, geez, my goodness, and made it to the finals every single time. I know she was cut from training camp before, but geez, that's a, that's a long time to be doing panel interviews and looks like it still kind of makes her nervous. So Charlotte is back for this round. I think her hair looks really good. I know over the years that people have given her the blues about her look, her, her choice of, of wardrobe, but I think she looks great um, right now. So she says that the number one priority of the cheerleaders is to meet fans. So basically to be ambassadors for the team. So we start off with Kelly asking Kat a knock-knock joke. And we saw this in the preview for the episode at the end of last episode. And she looks like she kind of blanks and then she goes into a knock-knock joke. And you can see Kelly kind of be annoyed and she's kind of like, who's there? 
and she goes, cat. And they're like, cat who? And she goes, cat's out of the bag. I'm auditioning, auditioning for a DCC. And they all laughed. I thought it was really clever to come up with that on the fly. Maybe that's something she has in her back pocket. I don't know. I think I would have been horrified. I probably would have had to resort to something like, is the bartender? And I probably wouldn't make the team. <laughs> Like I just, yeah, I don't have jokes in my back pocket, but I thought that was, that was pretty good. So Charlotte asked a girl named Angela who we haven't met yet, who she's not been featured. She doesn't get a feature this episode either. And spoiler alert, she doesn't make training camp, but Charlotte asked her who is the owner of the Dallas Cowboy organization. And this is a softball. If there's ever a softball and she does not know who the owner is. So they asked Brennan to tell her and she says, Jerry Jones. She's like, okay, Jerry Jones. And you can tell, I don't think she's ever heard that name. I don't think this is an issue of, she didn't memorize something from her flashcards. Like I just literally don't think that she put in any time. And then they ask her in an interview after this with the, the producer of the show, like, do you know who asked you that question? She was like, no, I don't know who asked me that question. She was like, she was pretty with, with blue eyes. And they were like, Charlotte Jones. And she was like, oh, and they were like, Jerry Jones' daughter. She was like, oh, that's why she asked that question. It was like, oh, honey, you're so clueless. How do you not know about Charlotte either? I mean, come on. Has she never seen the show? Maybe she's never seen the show. Anyway, so then we get Melina and Scott, our favorite meteorologist, ask her about how did she feel watching herself last season on the show? I mean, she had that horrific meltdown. And she says, well that she's learning to channel her passion. <laughs> and Kelly says that she sounds very philosophical, but she's not really sold. And again, she just looks, she just, I know I said this last week, but she just doesn't look fresh. Like I don't, I can't think of a better word. She just doesn't like her makeup just doesn't look fresh. Her hair doesn't look fresh. She doesn't sound confident and positive. It's just, uh, it, it's just not a good look and for her and it's not working. They, they sort of contrast her answer with Victoria. Brenda asked her, you know, how did she deal with uh, the disappointment from last season and the backlash and Victoria mentions that on social media, she got some DMs that were not very nice, which look, I, I realize that Victoria was very polarizing last year, but I mean, if people are really going and attacking these people, that's just really uncalled for. And just stop, just stop. Leave these girls alone. I get it. They, they signed up for this. They don't have to be featured on the show, but uh, anyway, that's just sad. But anyway, I do think her, her makeup seems to look a little better. I'm still not a big fan of like the pink lipstick that she tends to do, but it looks like she has some layers or something with her hair. It looks a little bit better too. And they ask her, who would she cut? I think Scott asked her that. And between Kelly, Judy, and Charlotte. And so she comes up with this little cute thing where she says, Charlotte, I've never seen you dance. So tonight's going to be your last night. They all think that was hilarious. So I thought that was cute. And again, good way to think on your feet. So we get a feature here from Ashley, who is a Mavericks dancer. We've seen lots of Mavericks dancers come through over the years. She tried out for DCC six years ago at age 19. She's now 25. She didn't make it. She made it to semifinals, didn't make it to finals. She then went and tried out for the Mavericks, didn't make it there either. So she worked hard and tried out for the Mavericks again the following year. 
and and made it that year in 2015 and so she spent two years as captain she was cover girl of the swimsuit issue but they've gotten rid of the Mavericks dancers which I did not know this was a thing so I looked it up and actually yeah I think the Orlando Magic is another team there's been a few teams that have gotten rid of their of their girl of their dancing squads and there's been some kind of thought process that it's part of the Me Too movement that they're trying to move away from objectifying women by having them dance at games and they're going to more some kind of a family friendly type of entertainment so you know it's it's interesting I suppose that there's an argument for that I I've never been to an NBA game so I don't know it seems like they're more useful to me during an NBA game than the cheerleaders are during a football game the football game they just kind of seem to be in the way whereas at least in the NBA game they just kind of sit on the floor and they just kind of run out there during timeouts but again I've never been but so anyway she's trying out for DCC again as a way to try to remain as a dancer so obviously she's got a lot of experience and Kelly says that there's people on the team currently that have danced with her with the Mavericks that say wonderful things about her so it looks like she's got a at least a pretty good shot of making the team then we get Meredith and they show a little bit of her last season with her kind of slow kind of dull answer to why she wants to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader so Jay asks her who does she see as a visionary to what she answers Kelly Finglass and I'm like okay are you sucking up or do you really think that Kelly is a visionary I, I mean I'm sure that Kelly is to an extent I mean she's gotten you know the uniform and the Smithsonian and they have a successful reality show and there's things that they've done with the team no doubt about it but it seems like you come up with some better for visionary but okay so Brenda asked Christina the three-year vet what does the star mean what does it represent and Christina kind of goes on about oh I've been asked that question and it represents the Dallas Cowboys and just really special and Kelly kind of felt like her answer was kind of lackluster it didn't have any depth and after the end of the interviews, Charlotte says that it was a softball question and she, she basically wasn't impressed. And so we know that in the past that if you did not impress Charlotte in your panel interview, that that would be a problem. Um, it's been a problem for, for other people with Kelly too. That happened with Dayton uh, her first year. She didn't like her answer in the, in the panel interview. So it's a, it's a big deal. So uh, we, we know you can come back from it. I mean, good old Kelsey. <laughs> she cheered for three years, I believe, after trying out for a couple of seasons and was famous for saying that there were only 50 yards on the field. So you can come back from it, but probably will be the following season if your answer is that bad. Hence our girl who did not know Jerry Jones was the owner. So we get to the solos. And I do think that we see more solo clips this year. Perhaps that's what they're kind of filling in from the missing kitty segment and so we get of course like the usual bits of uselessness before we get to the solo with them waiting outside and all the veterans get there cat's talking about how her wig is going to fall off in the heat and i was like it's a wig man you've got like the best weave ever girl <laughs> i thought that was real and then Katie, she's going around in her costume. She's telling Charm that it's a Britney Spears inspired. Of course, we won't, you know, they never show, have the actual 
music from their routines unless it's posted on Instagram. So you never know what they're actually dancing to. But I, they kind of show a, a Britney of her, I'm a slave for you with the snake. So I guess it looks like that a little bit. It's not like a, a true rendition, but uh, okay. And then Kat says she's going to do some sexy jazz. I'm not impressed with the eight counts. She shows charm. Not impressed with Meredith Aids counts either. But we get to the solos are 90 seconds long. They start off with Amy. And usually they start with the most senior vet. Not always, but most of the time that they do. We also see Shayna, who's got some nice illusions. We see our Titans girl from last year, Brianna. Brett has got some nice moves here. Uh, I'm starting to like Brett here. I really haven't seen much of her other than just her talking about other people, it seems like. But she's definitely got some really good dance moves. Kelly says that they have a lot of energizer routines. And so in this particular montage, they show Katie, our UCLA girl, uh, Lisa, and she's got some kind of a fan. People love their props. They got Bridget in here, who was a standout last year. Then she talks about people that have beautiful style. And here they show somebody named Kelsey, who we've not seen before, but apparently has made more of an impression here in the finals. They show Shandy, Rachel W., our vet, our runner-up to Miss America. And then Amanda. I'm seeing a lot of skimpier outfits this season. Like, usually it seems like they're wearing, like, I don't know, boy shorts or a dress. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of, like, underwear-style costumes this year in tops I don't know they just get everything gets smaller <laughs> the people get smaller the clothes get smaller and so then we get to cat oh my goodness this solo is a nightmare it is a disaster she says that she forgets the beginning of her routine she's got some kind of a cane that apparently she has the entire routine it's not good it is reminiscent of Vivian's like robot routine from several years back. If you can remember Vivian, Vivian was beautiful, but Vivian was a mess. And I'm starting to get those vibes with Kat. And Kelly says she is not buying what she's selling, that she sold them this hot performance resume and she is not impressed. And Judy's like, oh my God, just get rid of the cane. So then we have Heather O. It looks like she's doing something to flash dance based upon her outfit. They got Gina Marie. We get a little clip from Sienna. She starts in like in a little hula skirt. You know, she's from Hawaii. It's her girl from Hawaii. And then she takes it off. Kristen uses a mask. And they show a little clip from last year when they were talking about how she likes to flirt with the floor. And she looked down a lot. And so she's really proud of herself for using a mask. I don't know. But um, it seems like her solo is going well. And I'm still definitely rooting for her. Daphne's got some gloves on. I don't really understand the cold gloves thing but I know Daphne's a great dancer and so she's got some good moves Madeline S we get a feature from her so this is our one of our legacies and says that she's going to Oklahoma City University I've never heard of it says that they're very big on Broadway and vaudeville and she just learned about Bob Fosse maybe she just studied Bob Fosse sure to goodness she didn't just learn about Bob Fosse like you should probably learn about him very, very early on in your dancing life. But her mom cheered from 87 to 90, which I believe Kelly cheered from 87 and 91, I want to say. Uh, I could be wrong, but somewhere around those dates. And she says that she really looks up to her mom and that she doesn't consider herself a legacy yet, unless she makes a team, that she just considers herself a 
daughter of a DCC. Um, I like her costume. It's like this pink fringe thing. Then we get Jamila and we have not met her. We will not get any information on her at all, but they show a clip of her singing, which certainly looks like it was pretty good. And then she does like this really high level hip hop with like some crumping and looks very entertaining and looks like everybody's really enjoying it. Uh, we get Julia, who we, I, who has been a standout for me since probably prelims. She's They've not done a feature on her either. I'm sure that's coming, but she just has always stood out. Melissa Rykoff says she is ready to fight for her if she has to. She's a big fan. Hannah looks fantastic. Some really nice moves. Kelly says that this is the side of Hannah we've never seen before. Victoria does some what looks like to me generic contemporary choreography, but Kelly and Judy are all loving it. Apparently they love this lyrical programs that I feel like I've seen um, a million times before but um, Kelly says that she's really strong so if you remember from prelim she said that she had wished Victoria came back stronger so which is it I, I do see it does seem like that she's stronger but her solo was supposedly really good last year too I mean she had Kelly and Brenda in tears so anyway moving on Amber we get clips from Meredith again again I'm underwhelmed by whatever she's doing like come to my magic show like okay uh Christina looks like she has a good solo Melina has I I don't know what she's doing um <laughs> Kelly's not not impressed it, it's just not looking good for her at this point um she however looks really pleased at what she did and Maddie is the last solo again for the second year in a row she does kind of like the cute hip-hop kind of thing you know people are clapping all around it looks like they're really enjoying her performance and melissa's just in love i like maddie i think her hip-hop is fine it's not going to pass as any kind of uh, hardcore hip-hop i don't think but i, I think it's cute I, I don't have a problem with it i think it's it's different i think a lot of people come in and do a lot of contemporary and a lot of dance competition style routine so i think that just having something different is probably a breath of fresh air on the prime timer forums which is probably the most active place there and there's also a making the team facebook group that has maybe five thousand members quite a few people they were giving her a lot of heck about this routine they were posting all kind of videos from like a lot of your your big hip-hop choreographers at like millennium dance complex like out in la and okay of course she's not one of those kind of dancers and if she was then she'd probably be touring with pink or some of these hot artists and not cheering for dcc i know she has desire to do that and she very well might be good enough to do but i, I don't i'm certainly not going to criticize her hip-hop but it's definitely not the same type of hip-hop that we saw from jamila a little earlier but we finally get to our third part of our finals audition which is them all coming out onto the field and marshall's got like this huge humongous fan like if you missed it just like i don't know it's just this humongous fan it's crazy so I, i'm sitting here looking and they're, they're watching on the big screen because obviously they can't really see these people from from down on the field and i'm like can they even see the numbers do they even know who's who like, I don't know. And it's hard to compare because they just literally show a few counts at a time. They don't even show a whole eight count. So it's really hard to see what dancers are really standing out. 
And I don't know if they do that on purpose or if they think that we can get a lot out of that, but it's just kind of really hard to tell who's really hitting it and who's struggling. They just all kind of, you just don't get enough. You don't see them enough. But Kelly does say that she's watching Kristen like she noticed her. They say Katie's soft in the middle. And we get a feature from Britt here. Britt, sorry, not Britt. And she is from Ogden, Utah. She danced with the Utah Jazz for one year. And then she ended up going to India for two and a half months to be a dancer in a cricket league. Interesting. And they went to some leprosy colonies like during the day as some charity work, which sounds um, really interesting. And then she went to San Francisco and was a 49ers cheerleader for two years. And then she goes into this whole thing about having some kind of joint issue. She doesn't say what that is. If she had rheumatoid arthritis, if she has some kind of a disorder or what. But basically her doctors told her to stop dancing and she didn't. I still think she needs some kind of a softer look. She just looks too harsh in the face for me. But again, I, her solo I thought was great. So they give us a little montage of some kicks here. We don't get a lot here, but uh, Madeline S. stands out to me with having great kicks. And they show Gabby. They talk about how she looks like she's out of shape, which is code for overweight. Charlotte specifically says she looks out of shape and spastic. And Kelly says that's how she was for half of the season. So this is not a good sign. Last year, Kira got cut for being late to a couple of performances. In the past, they have cut people if they've had weight issues during the season. So it's it's definitely not a good look for Gabby and it's not looking good for her to come back. And then this is just a, a bit of a sidebar and I probably shouldn't even bring it up since I don't know what exactly happened. But there was some mention on the forums about some kind of a kick debacle during the finals with Rachel, our returning Miss America candidate. So I don't know exactly what that was, but I'm just throwing that out there that it appears that something happened there that was cut out and we did not get to see, we've not been privy to, and I'm not gonna be searching through spoiler forums to try to find out what it is because I don't wanna be spoiled. But there is something obviously that happened there. So we finally get to judges deliberations and I feel like this is so short. I feel like this is the shortest part of the episode and this is the part of the episode I want to see more of. So we get so, so little here, but they talk about Meredith. Judy says that she needs uh, some punch here. Amanda is got some kind of dissenting remarks here, which I was kind of surprised. Marshall's really in her corner here. <laughs> they... <laughs> They bring up Kat and Jay says that she's all show and no go. And Judy says, well, if she gets to training camp, she's going to have to eat a little bit of humble pie. So they obviously all love her look and, but they're just uh, obviously not as high on her after that solo. So they talk about Gabby and, you know, I don't think she looks that soft. I mean, yes, it's not super toned, but We've seen veterans look worse than this before and not saying that that's okay, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, do they ever get any kind of, I think the answer is no, but you know, if it's like that time of the month and like you're retaining water and like, 
you know, it's just, I know a lot of these girls a lot of times will do juice fast and all kinds of things as they're preparing for auditions. And the unfortunate part of that is when they get into camp and they get weighed, that's the weight they're supposed to stay at. And a lot of times that's an unhealthy weight for them and it's really hard for them to stay there. So unfortunately for Gabby, it's not looking good for her to make the team. They're, they're really not giving her a break here on her weight. Julia Charlotte says he thought her makeup was too much. I, I didn't really get that, but okay. Uh, Kelsey, they're talking about her moves compared to Meredith. They both look like they're trying to get you to come to their magic show. And I don't know. Moving on. So Katie, I think probably gets the most debate of everybody that we have, which I was really surprised by because I thought Katie would be a shoe in but when she was doing the kicks, you can definitely see that she's got some jiggle in the middle and that's a big no-no. Charm really likes her and wants him to take her and she's really fighting for her. And she's like, look, she's in college. She'll, she'll get it toned up. Like I can see her. She's a hard worker. She'll get it toned up. And uh, I missed who said it. I don't know if it was Randy or somebody else, but they were like, well, she should have came with it toned up already. So they, they bring up Christina and... Sandy says she looks tense and she made her tense watching her and Christy scales our resident cheerleader for all the vets. She was like, she's great on podcasts. She's great in interviews. And then they talk about Victoria. Scott says, look, I was really hard on her last year. She's a totally different person this year. And Charlotte has to give her a spill about how she's just the complete package and she's just terrific and all phases. And I'm like, you are here for one day of judging. Okay. And, when they get to Melina, you hear a couple of, oh boys, like literally it was like a, a collective sigh in the room. And even Christy Scales says that she looks like she's straining. And if Christy Scales is, is not coming up with positive things to say that, that again is not good for you because she's like the positive, miss positivity for everybody all the time. And one of the judges says that, I think it was Scott again, he said that she just lacked the spark that she had last year. And Melissa and Charm kind of look at each other like they disagreed, but we don't actually hear what their contribution to this was exactly. So again, it just doesn't look good for Melina. And I don't think that she convinced Judy and Kelly at all either. So here we are. It is 7.30 p.m. It is time to reveal the results of who's going to make the team. So the ones that were specifically called out that are new were Gina Marie. Victoria, Madeline S, Julia, Kristen, Shandy, Kelsey, Alexandra, Brett, Ashley H, Amanda, Kat, Lily, and Meredith was the last one called, which was very anticlimactic because we'd already seen clips of her at training camp from the very first episode of the season. But those are 14 people, so I'm missing about four that they didn't specifically call that they didn't specifically have on the show and I couldn't really tell from the very brief clips that they had of the training camp candidates who exactly uh, was missing there so there's about four candidates that I don't have so we did have one vet cut and that was in fact Gabby she's devastated it's always tough to see a vet get cut and then of the people who didn't make it so Katie our UCLA girl does not make it says she will be back Next year, when she watches this back and sees what the reason is she didn't make the team, I'm sure she'll she'll get on that core and, and get that looking tight. Molina says that she will not be back. I think that's smart. 
Taylor T is really disappointed that she didn't get to come back. So I kind of remember her from last year, but I don't, I, she's not memorable at, at enough. So obviously she wasn't for the judges either. And so we get some, some stuff with Kat here. She's, she's just really annoying. She might be the annoying person of the season. And like I said, she's kind of shaping up to be Vivian. I hope I'm wrong. I hope she gets it together. We get a little bit from Lily, which was really sweet. She was like literally just looking at the floor, looked like she was about to bust in tears. She was like the second to last person called. And then we get some stuff from Meredith. Amanda says that she's got a lease on a department she hasn't even seen. And Kelly says that they have a team meeting in 36 hours. I didn't realize that the turnaround was so quick. I guess I just figured they would have like a week or two before they got going. But they've got people like Brett who is from Utah and she's got to find a place to live and Kat's like okay I've got to move all my stuff from North Carolina here and so here we go this is our training camp candidates and we're ready for for the real haul uh, next week they have some previews of you see Meredith and Gina Marie both in the office they don't usually cut somebody the first week they usually it's just kind of like a warning or you know, like this is what you need to work on, but we'll see. Every season is different. So gosh, this is almost 30 minutes. I can't believe I talked that long, <laughs> but it was a fun episode still. I've, again, I would always love to see more judges stuff and didn't miss Kitty, but I enjoyed the episode. So I kind of wanted to kind of look at this list and just kind of give like a, again, I haven't seen the team. I'm not spoiled, but just kind of go, okay, who do I think has the best the the best chance to make the team I, I would say again I've been saying this since since the first episode I'd be shocked if Victoria didn't make it I think she's definitely in I think I think Brett's got a very good chance Lily was literally like the last person cut last year and I think she got cut for kind of a BS reason other than they just needed to cut somebody and so I think she's got a really good chance too and she was there so far into last year, she should know a lot of these routines, if not all of these routines that they're going to be learning in training camp. So Gina Marie, I think is also got a really good chance to make it. I hope that Kristen can, I'm not going to put her in my, I think Amanda has always looked really strong. So, and Ashley, our, our Mavericks girl also, and then maybe Shandy, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh. Okay. Cause they're only going to be nine so if I'm right there's only a couple people left out of Meredith Kat Alexandra Kelsey Kristen Juliet and Madeline S and then four people who I'm not sure but anyway this is just me predicting I don't know I'm definitely rooting for Madeline S I like her a lot and Kristen those are the two that I'm really really rooting for and I can't wait for our next episode so until then again you can find me at dccpodcast at gmail.com or DCC podcast at Twitter. And until next week, keep kicking.